Thank you for joining the Dads Are Cool 2 podcast. Please subscribe for exclusive content and send your favorite stories about parenthood to dadsarecool2 at gmail.com. I wanted to drop out of kindergarten. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so so tell that story and why. I, I never like, heard of anybody dropping so, out of kindergarten. This so is I, brand no, new. I graduated <laughs> kindergarten. I was straight. Like I graduated kindergarten. I must have had like a great summer. I was like six years old. It was like a day or two before first grade. <laughs> and legit, like I came to my parents. I'm like, I think I'm done with school. <laughs> everybody to dads are cool two episode four we in here boy let's go baby i'm the line readers my partner in crime timothy <laughs> havens what's up boy let's do it nothing how you feeling i'm chilling i'm chilling i'm chilling how you good since I, last episode what's yeah, going everything every, new at the daycare every, everything good um the day the daddy daycare or the real daycare <laughs> both, <laughs> both. <laughs> i mean both. My, my day mostly consists of just keeping my kids alive (laughs) (laughs) you know it's crazy because at the um at the daycare right outside the daycare there's like a there's like a bed of rocks they got like rocks outside the daycare for some reason there's a pathway and to the right of it is like there's rocks so my son and my daughter always go to those rocks and they have to take rocks home every pretty soon there's gonna be more rocks (laughs) in my crib than there is outside my crib it's crazy so for for more than 30 seconds i gotta i got a text message i got an email you gotta do it in 30 seconds left or somewhere else, somebody might die. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Everybody, everybody's good. Everybody's chilling. Same old. Um, still working from home. Quarantine life. Okay. Um, just only going to my mother's house. But same like you. I feel like that 30 second rule is really, really applies. Mm-hmm. Like if I leave the girls and I'm, I'm working, I'm listening all the way. Eh, I'm like, oh, okay. If I know it's something that does like oh one person has a game that the other person doesn't have on the iPad, let me go check out. It's crazy because they were just chilling. They were just like <laughs> ten seconds ago, everything yeah. was all good. So I already know the life that you live in. Uh, but uh, that last episode was very good. We got a lot of feedback. Thank you everybody that gave us some feedback, some likes, some subscribes. We got a lot of good feedback. Yeah, for sure. Please continue to subscribe to us on YouTube, Facebook, everything, Twitter. Also, um, go to our Instagram, that's a cool two with three O's, and follow our page. Yeah, right? YouTube, sure. Twitter, everything. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure, for sure. So they're in daycare now, but what do you, what plans do you have for them when it comes to school? Oh, that's a good question, right? So I think we're gonna allow things to come to us as it is, right? Like I know, like in New York City. Um, before you go to like first grade, you take a, the kids take a test to see if like they could get into like some special programs. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what it's like in 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 New Jersey where we live right now, but um, I don't know. The kids the kids are pretty smart. The, the kids are doing well, and we just got to like look for the best opportunities that that we can we could possibly have for them. Yeah. Um, depending on um, the town that we live in, like Karen and I spoke about this about you know would we would we recommend private school versus public school? Yeah. I grew up in a public school system. Yeah. 
I think I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm straight. Like, yes, like, doctor. I yeah, believe like, that you're fine. <laughs> there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of programs out there, but we just have to be careful. And I think if we, if you're just like active as parents, making sure that they're in the right programs and things like that, we should be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, what neighborhoods are y'all thinking of uh, raising the children in? Um, that's. I mean, that's a, that's a great question because one of the things that we ask ourselves all, all the time is like, what's like I just said, right? I like the way that I grew up, yeah. but I don't know if I want my kids to grow up the same way because yeah. there, there was things that just, that just happened for for me. Once again, I had, good, I had great parents. I had great friends, but there were some situations that I probably shouldn't have been in. So yeah. it's like you want the kids to like experience like that real kind of experience, that hood experience, but then... You don't want to experience that, like yeah. You want that too clean. You want that experience. book smart and that street smart at the same time. Exactly. So know everything that's going on and in we, any way, they, it, anything could hit them. And as parents, like, how do you control that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, what do you, what do you, like, what's your, um, you and your wife? What do, you, what do y'all talk about? So, like, us growing up in Canarsie, I always wanted to come back to Canarsie, live in Canarsie, get a house in Canarsie. So, okay. I'm like kind of like filling my dreams, like after getting a house here, but at the same time. I also think about like where the best opportunities are for them. I want that to be in Canarsie. That's that's my my goal. I want you know to help mentor people and different people to make the community better in Canarsie, mm-hmm. where I feel comfortable saying, "Oh, this is the perfect place to raise children." You know what I mean? I don't want to say I gotta leave home yeah. to raise my children because home yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't good. And that's that's really important. That's amazing that you're, that you're doing that. I mean. It's gonna take some work, <laughs> but it's, I mean, Canarsie needs some work. Yes. But what you're what you're doing is great because it starts from home, right? Yeah. Because like every every like if 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 your if your foundation is, is 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 sound, it doesn't matter what what happens at school, right? They have that that sound foundation, and yeah, thank God for people like you that's actually giving that to them for thank sure. Thank you, I appreciate you, man. Yeah. So like, um, what were the school systems like for you growing up? Like, I know you went to Brooklyn Tech specialized school. You were like. Very smart from the beginning, Philip Scala, different <laughs> schools like that. So, what was the school system like for you? Um, they were cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, you know, you know, what's crazy though. Like, um, so, I, so when I moved to this country, when my parents moved to this country, we lived in Bushwick, and um, we went to like I think I went to you know very regular like daycare, probably like free whatever. And was yo, what's crazy was. Um, just thought about this story. It's crazy. I wanted to drop out of kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so, I, so tell that story and why. I, I never like, heard of anybody dropping so, out of kindergarten. This so is I, brand no, new. I graduated <laughs> kindergarten. I was straight. Like I graduated kindergarten. I must have had like a great summer. I was like six years old. It was like a day or two before first grade. <laughs> and legit, like I came to my parents. I'm like, I think I'm done with school. <laughs> I think I think I must have watched like too much. I must have watched like too much Full House. Like like they was gonna actually accept what I was saying. I was like, uh, I think I want to drop out of school. I was dead serious. Caribbean like, parents look at you like I want to drop out of school. And my mom was a little more like you know, you know, kind of like embracing me a little bit. She was like, why? I was like you know, like in kindergarten it was all fun. You came in, you played some toys, you sang some songs, you learned a little bit, you ate some food. But in first grade, I feel like it's gonna be hard. Like it's like we gotta like actually learn things. And my dad just came out of nowhere. Shut your mouth and go to bed. <laughs> shut your mouth and go to bed. Immediately <laughs> shut that whole thing down. That's that like, was the end. Of, that was the end of my my drop out of school. 
ticket. Went, no. Yo, the next day I put on my uniform, put on my big old book bag, went straight to school. So it was Kanye a Kanye dropout immediately <laughs> ended for you at kindergarten. <laughs> Got it. Yo, that joke was crazy. Like he was, I was like, yo, what are you talking about? Shut up. Go to bed. You gonna wake up? You gonna write to school? I don't want to hear none of that. So yeah, I wanted to drop out of school. He, he just didn't let me. <laughs> That might be the earliest dropout story I ever heard in my life. I was terrified. I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't, Doc. I'm glad you had your follower look in the shape. <laughs> and look at me now, right? It's great. Because, yo, I think one thing that did scare me, I, I didn't go to kindergarten at the same place I was going to first grade. Oh, so, so I was like, I don't, I don't know anybody. Like, I was like, I don't know anybody over there. Like, they, they probably going to, you know, bully me. And that's that's exactly what happened, Social right? schools. For the first, like, two or three weeks, like, these... these um, You had an accent and everything? I was about to say that. <laughs> these kids, these kids was like, who became my friends? They was like bullying me. They were like, I try to play ball with them, whatever. They throw the ball away from me. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> and I think that's what like my personality comes from today. Because they were like trying to cut, they were trying to make fun of us, like cut my ass. Yeah, I, 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 I already, <laughs> when you stopped, I was like, just say cut my ass. <laughs> they were trying to cut my ass. So I'm like, all right. And I cut, cut their ass right back. Yeah. So I just became like, man, funny, whatever. And then um, what we're really, Cracked the whole bullying thing. One day it was like lunchtime. Came to the came to the cafeteria they're getting lit. Came to the cafeteria. <laughs> came to the cafeteria. I put my um I put my jacket down right on the seat. Boom! Put my jacket down on the seat. Yeah. Went to get my school lunch. Right. Got to go on the line. Came back with my tray full of lunch. Yeah. Somebody was in my seat. Mm. And I was like, "Excuse me." Elementary is beef time with that. Yeah. First grade. First grade. <laughs> I was like, "Excuse me." Ignored me, whatever, right? I said, um, excuse me, um, this is my seat. And it was like, looked at me, not anymore. <laughs> and what triggered me was like the girl that was sitting next to them was my first crush in the first grade. Oh, so you like and not, she looked at me like I'm not having this. So what you about yeah. to do? <laughs> Duh, I just black. Like next thing I know, we rolling around, rolling around by the windows. Blacked out. Next time I know we we by the vice principal office. <laughs> <laughs> Homie, whole nose is bloodied up. Goodness gracious! It was so you, crazy. I was black, like blacked out in first grade. I, I felt I felt bad, but you know what I mean. Like my pops came in there, the vice principal came in there. It was like, yeah, you can't hit a girl. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I was like, yo, nobody ever told me I can't hit a girl. Like, oh my god! <laughs> yo, like, you gotta learn. So oh I was six, y'all were six years old. Oh my no, gosh! Nobody ever told All me. Our listeners, followers, <laughs> our subscribers, don't unsubscribe. He was only six. <laughs> Son, I like we became cool after. I felt bad, bad. I was like, yo, nobody ever told me I couldn't. Like she, she's the same size as me. Yeah, so you don't know no she better. She disrespected at me, all. so I had to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing: ain't nobody ever bullying me ever again. Shout out to my cousin Faith at F and Drinks. Check out their Henny Coladas, Blue Hawaiian drinks, and many more in the New York area. You can check them out on Instagram at drinks dot underscore underscore. That's D R I N K S dot underscore underscore. Welcome back, y'all, to Dads Are Cool 2. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, right now, we have a very good friend of mine, a 
My brother since I was what nine years old, fourth elementary grade. school, fourth, fourth grade. grade. Very <laughs> special, right? very special right. guest, yeah, very saying. special <laughs> guest. My man Kareem McCulkin. Bless up, bless up, bless up, welcome, man. Yes, so yeah. good. welcome to Dazzle Cool too. Yes, right, you're officially part of the alumni. Yes, you're thank on the you. show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, tell us a little bit about your family. Um, my family. So. Well, I got to go back a little bit, you know. Okay. Um, so my family Im- immigrated here from Grenada. Okay. Got um. So my my grandmother actually came here first, and I'm not sure. So she had about seven kids. One of them passed away. That would have been eight. Oh, wow. So I'm not sure exactly how many of them were up here before she came, but I know my mom, who's the youngest, and um the second youngest. They were in Grenada for a while while my grandmother immigrated up here with my grandfather. Okay. And they stayed down there with some family for a while gotcha. before they eventually came up here. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Very humble beginnings. Yeah. But, and at the same time, recognize like the um the opportunity that they had by having family up here before they came. Okay. But I know at the same time, like my mom's experience was a little bit different in terms of she understands how it um the experience she understands living a life where you're not with your parents all the time. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think there's a lot of West Indian um people who experience that, especially during I was born in nineteen eighty six. Yeah. So my mom came up here, I want to say it's like the early um mid mid seventies. Like okay. Late seventies. Yeah. Um my dad was from down there too. Okay. You know, that's something you know, just my dad passed away at a young age. So that's one of the reasons why like I really take fatherhood like it's very sentimental to me. Yeah. And it means a lot to me because um I know what it's like to to not grow up having that father figure mm-hmm. there, um, you know, from an early age in life. And I think that's one of the reasons that like um this is one of the things that has inspired me to live the life that I've lived, like teaching, coaching, gotcha. trying to be a role model. Yeah. Um, gotcha. um yeah, just me like reconnecting with um his story and you know his his life here in New York like asking my uncle questions my aunt questions um you know and just learning about who he was the type of person he was everybody loved him um he also faced some challenges you know um with just drugs and the complications of life and these are things that like I probably a couple of years ago would have felt uncomfortable sharing mm-hmm. but um you know like this is the story of you know, someone who brought me into the world and it's not negative or positive. It is what it is. And it's helped me grow as an individual and understand, you know, some of the pain that my mom um, has felt. Yeah. And also like just speaking to her about, you know, what her experience was and just learning about the type of individual um, that I would like to become using him as not as somebody that I want to, I'm saying I don't want to be like. It's saying like, yo, these are the great qualities that my dad had. And then see, these are some of the challenges that he faced. And how could I avoid, you know, falling to some of the challenges that he wasn't able to overcome? The older I get, the more I understand the challenges and how people react to challenges in different ways. But at the end of the day, um, you know, especially being a black man in this world, I understand how we sometimes utilize, we have different outlets to release our stress and our pain. And that's why I really like value like therapy, 
Um, I value like self exploration and trying to find ways to just continuously better myself. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome, man. Because I remember when I was a kid, oh, like we have like in third grade, for example. Oh, like write an essay about your hero. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yo, ain't nobody that I really want to like emulate. Like, I, yeah. I, I've, I've always felt like that. There's people that, yeah, sure, like I like this quality. That's cool. Yeah, but nobody that ever wanted to say, I want to be just like that. Right. And honestly, like you said, I can say this now. Even my parents. Yeah. I never wanted to be just like my parents. Yeah, yeah like they're great. They were great parents to me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I, I could see their good qualities and their bad qualities yeah. and say I can learn from both. Right. It just seems like what you're trying to do right now in yeah. the past few years, learn from your from your dad's great qualities and also learn from his kind of like, you know, mistakes as well. Yeah, right? I feel like that's me and him is pr- pretty similar where my father got deported where I had any, ex- I can remember any experiences yeah. with him. So with that, now you shape how you want to be as a father. Right. It's no like, oh, he did this, he did right. that. How do I want to be? It's like, no, I, I know how I want to be as a father. And now I'm going right. to be that type of father. Right, right, yeah. right. So Kareem, have those things shaped your life now? So I think just really um, seeing my mom and just seeing how hard she worked and how um, much she paid attention to me. I always think of it as, especially now as a parent, yeah. like she wasn't trying to be, she wasn't trying to raise a son. She was trying to raise Kareem, you know? That's and that's and that's I say that, um, what I mean when I say that is she always like accepted me for who I was and tried to help me, you know, explore um, life. You know, even when I said, like, you know, I wanted to, I was rapping for a little while. She never told me, like, <laughs> she never told me, like, I was bugging out. You know, she just always, like, supported me. And um, just thinking of her upbringing, you know, she was mostly women um, that my grandmother gave birth to. But um, she just always, like, persevered, you know. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I was always this, like, righteous guy that always, like, understood it. I'm going to say black women, you know what I'm saying, because I, I love everyone but you know like black women they i hold them very special to my heart and i seen how she worked and how she like persevered and just the type of individual she was who always made it happen and um that's what really made me want to be the type of person that can make a black woman um happy and appreciate um everything that i can bring to the table while at the same time understanding that like there's a difference between like someone may be thinking, okay, this is what I want a husband to be. Mm-hmm. And this is who Kareem is. And this is who I know he could be. That's amazing. You know? yeah. And that's, so, that's great. Cause it's like, um, I feel like we're the same yeah. where it's like, I feel like we could end that stigma that a black woman can't raise a black man yeah. Yeah. where my mother raised me without my father. Right. Nowhere in sight. He's in Barbados. So mm-hmm. nowhere in sight. Right. Yeah. And your mother did the same. Yep. And you wanted to just make her proud. And that's kind of how I felt growing up too. I'm like, yeah, I just want to make my mother proud. Yeah. School. Just want to make right. her proud. Basketball. Just want to make her proud. How does the values that she instilled in you, you use now on your children? Yeah. So, um, you know, even when it comes to my wife Shannon, like I can't, so I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, like, you know what I mean? It's like this, we got everything figured out. But one thing that I do know is that um when it comes to communication, I try my best. She lets me know like this is what I would like. And it just comes to communication, it's just always trying to keep that line of communication open 
as challenging as it might be. And um, I often think of it like, okay, I don't always do everything I tell myself I want to do, right? Like yeah. read as much or work out as much, yeah. right? So it's like when someone else is is like increasing their expectations of me, especially my wife, I'm I, Come I more cognizant of yeah, it. Yeah, right. I become much more cognizant of it. That's the perfect word. And I try to ask myself, it's not always in the moment, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, <laughs> but sometimes like after that, well, I'm like, yo, like, okay, like what is she really trying to say? Am I really listening? Am I really hearing? And that's something that I also want to um, build in my relationship with my kids, you know, is communication. Like, I want them to always feel um, free and comfortable with communicating with me, like, who they are, you know, yeah. what they want to do. And then how can I, you know, keep their voice mm -hmm. and their experience at the center of who I am as a parent versus keeping myself as a parent at the center of who I want them to be. That's, and, right. that's powerful. Yeah. That's yeah, powerful. Sure. All right, so tell us a little bit more about your uh, wife and kids. Yeah, so uh, my wife, Shannon, and she's um, she's a property manager, so she has a great understanding of like, you know, uh, real estate. And she's like in that in-between of like these neighborhoods being gentrified and then oh, also okay. like, <laughs> yeah. you know, remain righteous and, you know, true to her core as a as a human, you know? Yeah. But, um, it is tough to to navigate that. Um, she recently just went back to work, um, like about two weeks ago. So we're trying to figure out that that um, virtual working environment because yeah. mm -hmm. I'm a teacher. So I was doing that towards the end of the year when COVID hit. Now it's summertime. I'm off, and um, you know we have two little ones. Um, Zariah, she is about to be three years old, and my son Cairo, he turned seven months in about two weeks gotcha. congratulations got yeah, yeah thank you <laughs> you know and it's this is it's a much different experience with two um you know as y'all <laughs> yeah. because what, what happens is um you know i was sharing this earlier is that you know like she had a peaceful um you know early upbringing right yeah. and we put her to sleep and we could go do our thing you know do whatever we need to do and then with Kyra, like when he's going to sleep, it's like, I'll go to the room to put him down and she runs behind me. She's like hyped up, waking him up. <laughs> so it's like sometimes, and, and I'm usually a very calm person, but now when I go to the room and I put I put him down and I'm just like, yo, please don't come to the room. <laughs> please like, please let this guy sleep so, we can just, so I can get a few things done so we can yeah. just chill. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of times she'll just come in and she's like, Baby Kyra was sleeping and she's like, no, no, he's not. So it's a little bit of her personality where she's like, no, no, he's up. He's awake. I'm like, yo, he's sleeping. He was just sleeping. But yeah, now he's awake because you just came So now she's like accusing That's me of lying. Funny. Like, that is you know, hilarious. He's awake. Oh my His eyes are open. And then she like jumps on the bed and then I'm just like, ah. Oh. And then it takes like it's a whole nother process um, to get him down. But um. Yeah, right now I'm just learning, you know, who she is. You know, even sometimes when um me and my wife might not be seeing eye to eye, she'll be like, No, daddy, stop it. Stop it. Like, no, <laughs> she called you out. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, you where out. are you learning this from? I get called out, I get called out too. Because it's the the women, they stick yeah, together. Yeah. <laughs> they stick together. It's like no 
The girl's like, no, you, daddy. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like me? Wait, what? Ave Millie, me? Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, wait, what's going on? Like, where do you get, like, where are you get, picking up on, yeah. on this type of talk from? And, you know, it's Cause just. Because she's Jamaican. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, Grenada's a small island. Yeah, you know, very chill, right? You know, she get hot sometimes. Or her violence, you know what I mean? One day she might just be like, yo, why I'm on with your daddy? <laughs> you never know. Man. Was, was that planned to have the kids kind of back to back? Um, So it wasn't planned to like not to have them back to back, but we knew we wanted, um, we didn't want to wait too long to have another child. Okay. So, um, you know, thinking about, you know, a third one, like, we kind of go back and forth, but I think with the third one, it will be more planned than um, the two, the first two, because you know we want to make sure that we have certain things in order, like certain goals that we set for ourselves as a family yeah. and individually. Um, you know, just try to make sure that those are in place. However, you know, one thing as a parent that I've learned is like there's never the perfect time. To do never, for sure. For sure. Nalan says that all the time. Abundance is a place we call home. More than dance, there's yoga, Pilates, and fitness classes. The place is dope for rentals, for podcasts, photo shoots, and other exciting new content creations. Follow Charisma J at Abundance BK or Abundance Studios BK on Instagram. For more information, go to AbundanceArts.org. That's A-B-U-N-D-A-N-C-E-A-R-T-S dot org. Tell us a little bit about your... Um your new venture to the uh, Alchemy Summer Studio. Yeah, so um, the Alchemy Think Lab was a, um, a school designed by, like, not just me, but uh, like seven of the individuals who came together. Um, first, when we first started in um, the beginning of 2019, it was just a space that uh, my friend from work and I, we, um, we were like, yeah, you know, like, let's... Let's um have a space for young black professionals to come together and share their experiences. Okay. She actually so started off just as a think lab. Just yeah, like, it's like uh, yeah, yeah, think lab, think tank. She brought the idea to me, and I was like, yeah, like let's go. You know, um, her name's Lakeithia. She was she's like very like innovative. Like she shares a lot of things with me, and like she puts me on, and I'm like, oh, what? Like oh, I didn't even <laughs> know that's going on. Like mm-hmm. yeah, that's a really dope idea. <laughs> And um, so when she brought that idea to me, I, you know, I felt confident that it would be something that would have an impact on um, on us. So, you know, we had like different people come through at different times. Like uh, Shannon came through a few times. There's like some of my friends that came through sometimes, some of her friends. And, you know, we had like I say maybe between like 10 to 12 different people. Okay. But out of those 10 to 12, there's about like six and seven who six or seven that went into the school competition okay and um so we were trying to figure out we always spoke about like you no know, i think a school like k-12 to would be great because now this way we can really like build develop systems that we are familiar with and they're not like going to different schools and yeah. having a new principal or some new system that they're involved with and um, so we kind of like started off trying to explore different ideas and she called me one day and she was like uh, you know there's this school in atlanta that has this um, they have a challenge-based curriculum and kids go there for one year in high school and they really focus on like the city becomes their um, their learning experience. Gotcha. So whatever challenges the city's facing, they use that as the um, 
as the curriculum. Yep. Wow, that's cool. And they partner with um, different like organizations or politicians. And now this, whatever they're learning, it becomes very real. They got to do interviews. They might even do a podcast, right? Wow, that's cool. Different ways to show their knowledge. So when I heard that, I was like, like yeah, that sounds different, yeah. right? Because the whole um, initiative is named Imagine Schools or Reimagine Schools. Got you. So gotcha, they were yeah. opening up an opportunity for either 10 new schools to open in New York City and um, 10 schools that currently exist to be reimagined. Mention a challenge-based curriculum, it's like instead of students going to class like math, science, English, social studies, uh, our goal is to dissolve those walls. Okay. Right? Of we're not going to specific content area. We're going to focus on a challenge. Yeah, where right? you utilize those content right, areas. Right, where you utilize those content areas. Yeah. So like the easiest example um, right now would be COVID-19, right? Mm -hmm science right that's like easy right like how does it impact your body how does it spread but now thinking about how it spread that deals with mathematics right and as well as um like cte career technical education or computer um engineering or computer programming right like mm -hmm. how do we contact trace yep right then math like how why is it impacting um black and brown communities at a disproportionate rate what are the statistics how yep. do we break that down um, when you get into social studies, right? What are the health implications that yeah. have impacted black so, and brown communities? So like epidemiology as well, right. right? Like the data and then also like how it affects particular groups or demographics, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, that's dope, yeah. Yeah, that's and great. And that's how we could dive into history now, right? Like we could go back and say, okay, these are the reasons why um, our community that's black and brown faces certain challenges when it comes to health yeah. that uh, the white community doesn't face. Right. And we can have conversations that are related to these content areas, but in reference to a specific challenge. Because yeah. a lot of times I believe, um, you know, I, 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 right now in my role, I go to a lot of different schools to work with teachers um, in like a facilitative coaching model, which means I'm not coming in to evaluate anybody. Mm -hmm. Just coming in to try to help you. Um, you know, improve what it is that you're already trying to improve. Yeah. I'm not telling you what you need to improve. You're telling me and then we're working on it. And I work like New York City, the way high schools are set up, you have like four different high schools on the same campus. Yeah, which I hate, right? honestly. <laughs> yeah. And what, what really um, is fascinating is that you have the same population of students, but you have a school on the second floor that's really like excelling Right. And then the schools on the, f the first or the third or the fourth floor are like really struggling. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes the um, the things that we like to see teachers focus on, like maybe, you know, taking risks. Right. With and then really creating a space where students are where it's OK to make mistakes yeah. and valuing mistakes. Right. Because that's all part of the design process and the creative process. The conditions sometimes don't exist when you have. Uh, principals evaluating a certain way or superintendents evaluating a certain way, right? Then we know like a lot of the challenges that the students come to the school with. So now sometimes you're, those um, conditions aren't even in place to have education live out the way that you would hope that it, it can live out. So in our model, we believe that focusing on a challenge and resolving those walls of content areas 
allows those conditions to be in place yeah. from the get-go. And you're, so, you're saying such like so many amazing things right now. You said, you know, having the students design something, design the process, design some tool to um, ameliorate or to attack the things that's going on in the real world right now. And it's crazy because those are what, those things are what professionals are doing right now. So even if the students don't get it right, like you just said too, you hit on something else, it's okay if they don't get it right. At least they're thinking in that way, right, right. right? And they could put that in their essay for college or in a in an application for an internship, and they could they could they could start building their careers from high school to now, where they could go. Like you said, if, if, if whether it's tech related, they want to go to you know Silicon Valley and, and build something mm-hmm. like that, or whatever it might be, it could be policy related, right? right? How does policies affect? Um, what we're doing in the community, they could go to DC. Right. They could work for a senator. They could work for yeah. some type of representative and work on those things, whether it's science, whether it's education, they'll have those tools through your program where they're at least thinking that way. They might not understand it. They might not get it right. Right. But they're already thinking in that they have that mindset to to kind of fix those problems that we have in our in our community. And that's that's an amazing thing that you're doing. Yeah, sure. that's, that's super amazing. Thank you. And how do you take, because you, you're learning so much stuff while you're at work or like, when you're in these programs, and how do you think you're going to utilize that now with your children? So, so well, one of the things that like I'm learning while, while doing this is like a lot of industries are saying that kids aren't coming into these professions with some of these critical thinking skills, right? So that's one of the reasons why we, um, we chose this model. And then also thinking about just... Um, the workforce in general, it's like a lot of jobs that are going to be around five years from now, like, I don't even know what they'll be. Uh, That's that's true. That's true. That's true. Right. So how do we begin to prepare students to do these things? Shout out to Steve Jobs. Right. Yeah. Because all these jobs evolve, they they do evolve. But what you're saying is like the things that people went to college before, like years ago. Right. There's new programs in place right. in college that those pro- programs they out the window, and we now yeah. we have new programs, computer science, and all these type different types of things, engineering, like man over here in the law. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and he's and he knows firsthand because these kids are coming to his class yeah. right in college, and sometimes they don't. You know, I don't know exactly the challenges that you face, but sometimes they might not even be willing to um, really like ask a question. Yeah, right? to 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 try to learn more or take that risk of saying, "Hey, yeah. I don't know this," and that's one of the things that we want to do as educators and teachers um, is like, "Yo, I don't know everything." You know, I'm, yeah. hey, I'm facilitating the learning, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not the holder of the knowledge in this classroom. But but that's also <laughs> perfect. That's also perfect at the same time because you're bringing in something that isn't normal in our community, right. like these programs aren't normal in our community. So you bringing these programs in, even if you don't know. Are you sparking the mind of people that might, right. you know, learn it and then bring it back to the community? Right. So, and which is beautiful yes. without you even, you know, having to learn it. You, right. You're bringing it in the community still. And you and you nailed it right there with what you said, because that's essentially an opportunity. Like what I mentioned about school, that's often um, available to students with more affluent backgrounds. Right. So the school that sure. I mentioned in yeah. Atlanta, there's some kids from the inner city right the yeah. inner city right yeah the black and brown communities who mm-hmm. can go there but the only reason they're able to go there is because most of the funding comes from the students 
who are able to afford Got you. to yeah. attend that yeah. type of yeah. school. And there's another school um, called um, New View in Massachusetts, and it's a private school, right? And yeah. kids from our communities usually don't get that opportunity. So we believe in this public school program, yeah. we'll have this type of opportunity available to kids who are from our community who look like us, and then that could hopefully begin to level the playing field. Yeah, that's, that's, that's beautiful. Because yeah. people always say like, your, your network is your net worth, right? <laughs> so you bringing these different people into the community and they teaching the younger people broadens their, their network versus it just being certain things. It's music, sports, or certain things that we learn from young can make you money. Right. And now we're like, no, you could do this. You could do all these different type of, uh, join these other type of careers. Right. That's like, that's awesome. Yeah, like, that's I don't even know exists. That's you awesome. Mentioned, you mentioned before the summer studio, we did a pilot for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And this, just these two weeks that just, not this week, but three weeks ago, began for two weeks. And it was a sneaker design studio. The reason we chose sneakers is because we um, were able to collaborate with a uh, nonprofit that focuses a lot on sports and basketball. And we brought an educational component to their summer camp. Okay. And yeah. it was a sneaker design studio. Like, yeah. What goes into sneaker design? And the survey that we um, distributed to the students, a lot of them said, wow, I didn't know this much goes yeah. into designing the sneaker. The marketing, right? The, um, the, like something called gate G-A-I-T that I just learned about. It looks at like the way people walk. So like Zion Williams, right? Oh, He's heavier, he walks yeah. a certain way. So like what type of sneaker would be best him, to fit yeah. his body, right? His body type. That's and, 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 and when I went there the first day, like literally, like ninety, like there's about maybe fifteen kids I interacted with. Like ninety percent of them had on Kyrie Irving. That's uh, my favorite. That's, that's, my, that's my favorite player, by the way. And he's you know in Brooklyn. Let's go. It's my guy. Uh, <laughs> but I was very happy to see that. And at the same time, many of them didn't really understand the marketing aspect behind it. Right. Yeah. Like he has like the SpongeBob versions, all these different mm -hmm, versions. Mm -hmm. Like, why are they choosing Kyrie? as the person to pump all of this money into his sneaker, yeah. right? Because a lot of these kids, they want to do these fancy layups. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then there's more, there's more kids who can relate to Kyrie that play basketball than that can relate to LeBron in terms of skill yeah. that they can attain, right? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. If you're not 6'8", or you jumping out the gym, like you got to be like Kyrie. You yeah. might never be. I mean, he's, his skill is like on a whole yeah. other level. But you know you got a better you, shot. You, you, can, you, can, you, can, you can try to attain. You that. can get the Kyrie yeah. layup package before right. you get the LeBron <laughs> body package. Right. Exactly, exactly. That's one hundred percent a fact. Yep. So we just wanted them to learn about that process, and we had some kids in person, some kids engaging virtually, and um, it just gave us an opportunity to figure out like what might work, what might not work. And we want to keep the students' voice at the center. Yeah. That's why we gave them a survey halfway through. And again, at the end, and we just wanted to make sure that everything that we design is not from us, like being away from them and thing. This is something that would be great for students. And then there's no students actually like yeah. talking to us about like exactly. what's working and what's not working. Yeah. So I imagine you haven't looked at the data yet, but what do you feel like the, the, the students got from it? So one of the things that I definitely know that they got from it was like the, the actually designing the sneaker, right? Okay. So we wanted to make one where like they can use cardboard and markers right, and tape and glue. Yeah. Uh, where they can actually kind of put it off on YouTube like cardboard sneakers. You actually see a lot of people have done this. <laughs> okay. We didn't have enough time to like really do the 3D model. 
But what we did was like a did somewhat of a 3D model and did a like a 2D where they can um they were able to have it like stand up and they had a design on it and they drew it, but they also were able to understand the marketing aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them just really like their the their best um experience during the time was actually making the sneaker right so what was interesting is that is we only had two weeks but if we actually have two months for the studio i would hope that they would begin to embrace everything that goes into the process yeah Yeah. and i think that's something that a lot of times as consumers you know um we don't always understand we don't appreciate it yeah we don't always appreciate it and that's the part that we would really hope that um they're able to hone in in the actual like school year because each studio will last about maybe about two months. Yeah. So you have about four studios throughout the school year. So this two week studio is a pilot of what can last for about two months. And they're all, they also had opportunities to speak to people who worked at Nike. Wow, um, that's amazing. Who have done like design with Nike, who've done marketing with Nike. And they were able to, um, you know, just learn about their come up in this business and what led them to this business. Some of them didn't even think they'll be involved in this. And I sat back and I learned a lot. And I was yeah, like, wow, yeah. you know, maybe I might want to switch careers. <laughs> <laughs> I might get some free kicks. <laughs> so, so I want to say thank you to every you and everybody that's involved in something like this and bringing it to the community. Like, that's very important. Yeah. And how do you think that you're going to, do you think that you're going to throw your children into these opportunities and uh, different programs? So that's something that I definitely want to do with, uh, especially my daughter being that she's a little bit older right now. It's just like, allowing her to um to be her and just thinking about okay what are the things that you want to learn about yeah right? for and sure. how can and even if i don't know much about it how can i begin to learn more about it to support you and then also recognizing that as young as she is like there's a lot that i've learned about myself through her okay. mm-hmm. right so how can yeah. i begin to allow her to be like lead me Right. Yeah. In um, in learning about the things that she wants to learn about, and that's like, and and just having this type of school model, um, and having more knowledge about it, like I definitely, you know, want to look for schools that offer those opportunities for my kids, and then, yeah, and you know, whether they, you know, they offer it in exactly the way that I would like to see it implemented. I know that it's something that I definitely want to implement um, in their lives. I don't know exactly what that would look like right yeah. now, being that, yeah. you know, um, like she's so young and, you know, my son is only seven months, but I, I want to make sure, like, I find these types of experiences yeah. for them throughout yeah, their so. life. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. The first thing that popped in my brain just now was um, Kobe with his daughter, like yeah. seeing that she, how she really took on to basketball and how much she wanted to be a part of the basketball scene and him saying, okay, how could I change this for her yeah. go, growing up? How the WNBA might not be as um, known around the world like the NBA and saying, all right, I'm going to change that, right. you know, because I know that my daughter is going to come up in this and I want to make it a better world for her yeah. and a better for, for the her teammates, for anybody that grows up wanting to be in the WNBA. Right. So like, I feel like that's like similar to what you were just saying. Like yeah. you see, you see like she's younger and you're going to think about what she wants to be involved in yeah. and then evolve in that. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you so much, Kareem. I really appreciate you coming through. I mean, and no matter how much time like goes by without us talking, 
Yeah. Always love him. Always. You, you, always. You, I asked you to come on here. You didn't even hesitate, bro. Yeah. And um, the stuff that you're doing in the community, everybody appreciates it. Everybody sees yeah. it. And, and it's, it's a beautiful thing, especially in the own, your own community that you grew up yeah. in. And you just want to make a difference. And we, like, I love you and everybody loves you for that same reason, bro. I love you for too, sure. my brother. Right. Love you. I'm very grateful. Love you are doing too, a, a great nice. job. We appreciate you. You like. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Like to grow up, to see somebody yeah. you met from young, to yeah. see what they're doing now is always amazing. I, I tell Nelan all the time how much I'm proud of him. So yeah. I'm proud of you the same way. Like from young to now, doing the damn thing. Yo. Big yeah. facts. Yeah. <laughs> thank y'all too, man, for, you know, even inviting me up here because, you know, you reached out to Nelan. I was like, yeah, you know, I even mentioned the Snoop thing yeah. to you um, before this. Ago, yeah, yeah, a few months ago. You know, we still are trying to like figure out what that looks like because it's not mm -hmm. something that's very common um, yeah. in America. But, you know, I just want to thank both of you for recognizing, you know, what it is that I'm trying to do. And yeah. I also want to share like what it is that I'm trying to do is not possible without people like you, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And if we could find ways to partner, even if it's like doing a podcast, right? Like that might be part of, you yeah. know, like students learning like how to, do this and then the, yeah. and seeing like how you've took it upon yourself and you've yeah. taken it upon yourself to to make this a reality and learning it um you know on your own yeah. and really like taking ownership of that and i just want to thank you for just giving me an opportunity to share what it is that i'm trying to do and if anybody is you know watching this and you're interested you know like hit up nels hit up tim you know and we could figure out ways for you to get involved in the community Definitely in the school that we're trying to um, bring because a big part of it is having partnerships. For sure, for sure, you know, for sure. So I really value that. Thank y'all. Yeah. Thank you. That's super thank cool. You. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back with Dads are Cool too. Dad story. One morning earlier this year, Anaya, his daughter, was continuously calling on me, Dad, 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 as I was busy and I kept ignoring her. After a while, she took a pause. Next thing I heard was, Babe, Babe. <laughs> it was so cute as she must have heard her mom call me that and I always respond. She got me with that. I answered and went to her. Thank you everybody for staying tuned. A big shout out to our special guest Kareem. A big shout out to Mike Uko for our videography and photography. For sure. A big shout out to William Pointer for our audio equipment. We really appreciate it. Yeah. See check, you again soon. Check out Patreon account. Yes, Make sure you yes. subscribe to the, uh, to the YouTube account. Instagram, that's a cool two with three O's. Twitter, Facebook, all that. We'll see you next time. Peace. Candy kids in the background, that's my kids. We at the house. <laughs> <laughs> they super lit.